an ode to letting go. I'm not always very good at letting things go. Anyone with me? Seems like some people are, at least either emotionally or physically. I seem to like to hold on to both. In our last few moves, I've come to realize how very non-minimalist my husband and I both are. The stuff. Why do we drag around the stuff? Because we spent money on it. Because at one time it meant something to us. Because we have a faint hope we'll use it again. Because we think it will be too painful to let go of. But that's usually not true. Usually once you let go of the jean jacket from junior high or the craft stuff you always swore you'd pick up again one day, a one day that is never coming, you think of those things no more. And bam, there it is. Out of sight, out of mind. The purpose of being persistent and letting go. To free up space. The process itself is uncomfortable and often anxiety-producing. But what happens when we ride the wave of anxiety all the way through to the step of actually letting go? Not just the talking about letting go. Well, then we can see Clara's day. There was never anything to be afraid of. Life without that thing that was just weighing us down is so much better. We were created to let go. Hold things with the light touch. Made to love hard and forgive even harder. Born to collaborate with one another and admit we may not have all the answers and that letting go and letting someone else inside the control room may be the best idea yet. See, I was born in 1985, so my idea of things have a context that basically runs from then until now. What I have experienced in this one little life and some stories from those around me, and like a mushed-up version of history that is quite incomplete and often half-true. But God? See, God was born in always. He's lived through all the things, all the decades, all the eras, all the ages, and I talk to him on a daily basis. Is that not mind-blowing? I mean... If you believe it, and I've come to believe it. And he's so good, he makes you forget you're so naive. I tell my kids that learning to have a conversation with God is like learning to speak a new language from outer space. Sometimes it's a quiet mental space where conversation flows freely. Sometimes it's a strong feeling that something someone said is true or false. Sometimes it's a coincidence. Sometimes he has to be repetitive. Sometimes it's just following the joy set before me. Sometimes it's in prayers answered. Sometimes it's in prayers unanswered. Sometimes God speaks through deep pain. And many times all I hear is a question. A question that stops me in my tracks and sets me down a whole different path. So the bigger question is not, is God speaking? The bigger question is, am I listening? He's so patient. He's so gentle. As he, infinite wisdom, talks to me, Joanna, just turned 37 in the year 2022. I mean, I've walked some things and I think there's a sort of wisdom developing there, but compared to my God, 
Like, it's silly that we would even have a conversation. But he finds a way to dumb it down to my level. Not unlike we do with toddlers and preschoolers. But don't we take joy in those conversations? It's a treasure. They say the darndest things. They offer innocent and fresh perspective. They are sponges and so eager to learn. And that's when we begin to teach. And in the teaching, we learn even more. God has spoken to me through my kids over and over and over again. Sometimes it's in the deep love that randomly rushes over me like a wave. Sometimes it's in the joy of seeing the progress. Sometimes it's in the tantrums on the floor. Because God wants to speak to us so he can help us, comfort us, bless us, and unburden us. But he also wants to speak so he can correct us, guide us, change us, use us. Because we're not fit for duty when we're still resisting authority. Which brings me to my teenagers and the lessons God teaches me there. Discipline is a part of love. Love is not complete without proper and intentional training. Love that fails to engage in lessons of wisdom and obedience is not complete love. It is so in parenting, and it is so in our relationship with God. You can hate me if you want, but it's for your own good, says every good parent ever. And guess what? God is a good father. But with those teenagers, eventually I will let go, and they will fly, and I will cry buckets of tears, and I will be so proud. But with God as the father... His goal is essentially the opposite when he brings us from spiritual infancy to spiritual adulthood. We go from independence into dependence, from my way to God's way. Right now, I often still feel like a teenager, honestly, even preschooler in faith. Some basic understanding of the deeper aspects of theology, but so much I still don't know. I often feel so limited by my circumstances or... If I'm honest, my track record in being a quote-unquote good Christian. But I want to sit at the adult table. And I'm asking God for revelation and wisdom and greater measures of peace and joy. And I keep thinking I've made it. And then I get knocked down flat on my back. Back to ABCs I go. And it's killing me. How do I get there for good? And he whispers, let go. Let go of your excuses. Let go of your expectations. Let go of your circumstances. Let go of your emotional wounds. Let go of your preconceptions. Let go of your specifics. Just let go. Let go of anything that is not designed specifically for you. Release control. Be humble enough to receive whatever my will is for you. I promise you'll love it but it may not be exactly how you pictured it. But nothing compares to the joy and peace simply following the predestined design for your life. When you are finally ready to release your grip on the wheel and uh, scooch on over to the passenger side and be a literal cliche of Jesus take the wheel, then you'll be at the spiritual adult table. That's when you become ready for real action letting your heart be changed by love. By a love that flows through you and leaves you in the back seat, but really enjoying the view. The adult table of Christianity is letting God have the reins, to lay down your ego and let him reign.
And truth be told, I don't want to drive anyway because I hate driving and I'm always gripping the wheel in fear anyway. I'd much rather let go and let God. Let's do this road trip your way. I want to enjoy the open road like friends. I want to minister to the hurting and the lost along the way. I want to bring my family and friends along for the ride. I want to learn about the world around me. And I even want to show up for battle as necessary and operate like a Navy SEAL team in some of life's nastiest trials and eliminate the enemy. And to do that, sometimes you got to enter guns blazing. And it's chaos if you don't have a definitive leader. I'm part of the mission, but I'm not command. I'm bravo too. And once I'm finally ready to let Jesus start calling the shots, I better be prepared for only victory royale from here on out. Jesus doesn't lose battles. If my life is a cosmic video game, then I want God holding the controller. I let go. I hold nothing back. Use me. My hands. Your hands. My feet. Your feet. In my life, now, I let go. I'm just along for the ride. What a beautiful ride it is. Weathered and unpredictable as it may be. It's downright divine. And I know that I know that I know it's eternal. <laughs>